0: 217 351 5357 Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: All right, good morning everybody. Boy, it's kind of dreary out there, isn't it? Rain, kind of dark. We'll try to brighten the day up for you a little bit here today on penny for your thoughts with a, another busy show planned for you as we work our way through this Friday and then we'll get on the plane and head to Maryland for the Illini and the Maryland Terrapins tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Great to have you with us. You heard Gene give the phone numbers, 356 nine seven on the phone lines. Text line is always available to you. That's usually humming, usually starts in right away, actually, uh, 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Busy show for you today, some open line time for the vast majority of this first hour. Towards the end of the hour, Carol Varel, who has been uh, doing a great job with these cold cases, and a couple of these cases have been resolved actually along the way, or at least steps towards being resolved, uh, with uh, her working with law enforcement and just rekindling some memories and stories from the past on these uh, unsolved uh, cases. So Carol will join us. It's part of a weekend um, News Gazette Media Blitz on this. We'll do the radio side, it'll be in the paper, it'll be online, and and so forth, so make sure you uh, check all that out. We'll have Carol on to preview that briefly. And then, uh, after that, we will have Flashback Friday, 10 o'clock hour. We'll give you what the uh, topic is shortly before the top of the next hour, and we'll have a lot of fun and try to just have a little fun here in the rain, here in the last Friday of October. Cloudy and cool today, big chance of rain throughout the day. It was raining when I came in today, so certainly that has uh, been there all morning long. And uh, glad you've uh, nestled up next to a radio and ready to join us here on Penny for your thoughts. Busy week next week, Monday morning quarterbacks. Tuesday, Robert Steigman. Wednesday, Dan Walsh. Thursday, Julia Reeds. Illini Friday, a week from today. The following week, Election Day coverage on November 6th. And we'll have day after Election Day coverage. Brian Gaines will join us. Jim Dye will join us on the day after the election and break everything down as to what happened. Will there be a blue wave? Has the president made an impact with his arena rallies? All of that will uh, be made aware of on that Wednesday after the election, the impact of it. We'll get into some of that here in this first hour. If there's a topic you want to bring up, you can certainly do that doesn't have to be limited to what I bring up. I'm just hitting on the, the touch points, uh, the national headlines, the local headlines, the issues of the day, and there may be something out there that you want to bring up and you want to start the topic that direction. That's the beauty of an open line. We're at three five six nine three nine seven, and uh, let's get a phone call in here before the break. Good morning to Ray. Good morning, Ray.
2: Yeah, how are you today? Good. I would uh, like to talk about the hypocrisy of Al Roker on TV uh, about Megyn Kelly. Uh, he didn't say anything about the Wayne brothers making the movie White Chicks that was an hour long, uh, making fun of white, of white people. And uh, that was on last night on BET last night. You, everybody could have watched it, but nobody has said a word about that i mean as far as the black community and the and the liberal community you know that's that just seems to be okay you know
1: and you're talking about the the blackface comments that megan kelly made is that what all this is tied in with Yeah, yeah Yeah. because apparently she's out at nbc from what we hear
2: yeah isn't that nice isn't that nice uh it's, uh, it's fine uh, it, as long as the black community does it, uh, you know, there's, there's no problem. But the minute there's any question about white, you know, it's racism, it's, it's uh, the victim card immediately. And uh, it's just time for them to start taking personal responsibility and look and clean their own house instead of uh, always throwing the victim card. You know, it 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 gets really gets old. You know. All right. It, Go ahead. I, I, I'm done. Okay,
1: you're done. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Bye. You bet. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll get it started with some more phone calls, emails, and texts. A little Megan Kelly reference off the top. Back after this. All right. That'll be this afternoon. Of course, uh, we're getting ready to uh, cover everything Illini this weekend with the uh, trip to Maryland. Basketball starts. The men do a week from tonight. We'll have our first of uh, the November overlap, I call it, with football and basketball going on at the same time. November, uh, my clearly my busiest month uh, when it comes to that. Hey, if you're uh, busy, of course, maybe you're uh, looking to say, hey, I don't want to be so busy. I want to retire. What's the best age to retire? Over the last two years, the average retirement age has been 63. The professionals at Busey Wealth Management can help plan the right time for you. This is a big step when you take it. Deciding when to retire depends on your lifestyle preferences, changes in circumstances, health considerations, financial readiness. Busey Wealth Management can help you determine your optimal strategy. How much have you saved? How much do you plan to spend? Your life expectancy. The average, by the way, on that is 84 for males and 86 for females. That's going up. Their experts understand no two situations are alike. Take time to listen and understand your needs. They no, they will simplify, they uh, plan to simplify the complexities of planning for retirement for you. So if you have some questions, you're saying, oh, man, I'm getting close to that age. I'd like to think about it. Experts at Busey Wealth Management can help identify your objectives, design a game plan. Visit Busey.com or stop by one of their many, many convenient locations. All right, there's Busey, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. President Trump, by the way, making stop in southern Illinois. Did you see that? In Murfreesboro today. He's been holding these uh, large rallies at arenas around the country. Lots of people are voting early. Is that an indicator of passion out there? It seems to be. Uh, Have you voted early? Economy uh, report came in today. Now Wall Street's been down early. Some, uh, I guess, tech stocks didn't reach their goals in some cases. They say the economy growing at a 3.5% rate. That follows a 4.2% rate of growth earlier this year. So those are uh, some of the big headlines, and the uh, shooting of a 12-year-old girl in Champaign puts the city over last year's shooting total. Authorities say the latest shooting was not a random act. Our newsroom has been covering all of that through Gazette Media. All right, let's go to the uh, phones here to Eric. Good
3: morning, Eric. Morning, Brian. Um, last caller, I mean, you touched on something. There's a new TV show that's on the uh, CBS on Mondays called the neighborhood. You uh, seen any promos I, on that? I've seen any? the promo,
1: but I don't know much about it.
3: Well, there was a really caustic comment uh, by the well, one neighbor. I guess he's the the head of the black family that lives next to the white family in this particular setup, and uh, he says, "I mean, he, the guy, the one guy, is running around in the you know gym shorts, right? He's going for a run." So, up's with a comment says. I haven't seen that much white meat, except it was, was it in a bucket and it was fried. Yeah, uh. yeah. You know, that's not really, that doesn't help, you know, the conversation at all, I don't think. Stuff like that. Uh, let's throw that out there. No, so is Elizabeth Hess no longer with the radio
0: station?
1: Uh, that is correct, yes. She uh, was part of, there was uh, a handful, I don't know, layoffs in different departments, and it so happened that uh, in the radio area she was one of them.
3: Well, I guess we caught a break there. All right, well, thanks a lot, Brian. Take okay. Care.
1: All right, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. I hear from Elizabeth from time to time. She's uh, doing well. 918 here at uh, DWS. Let's see here. Who is up next? Mark. Good morning, Mark.
4: Good morning. Hey. Um, I'm calling with regards to uh, a story that was in, I believe, the paper on... Tuesday, in which one of the candidates for Champaign County Circuit Clerk, or a County Clerk, I should say, not Circuit County Clerk, uh, called one of an employee of the clerk's office uh, after there was a letter to the editor uh, signed by her and other members, apparently, of the clerk's staff. Uh, and this candidate called this woman at home on a Saturday and wanted to talk about, you know, the office and, you know, plans and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. well, the bottom line is, and he said it was just a misunderstanding and when you call an employee uh, at home on a Saturday when they have apparently declined your invitation to be Facebook friends or Lincoln friends or whatever, you know to me that shows a poor um, uh, poor sense of, of of how to run a campaign. In that, you should not be calling uh, employees on a Saturday to ask about their thoughts of the office, because to me, that sounds like that's almost intimidation on that candidate's part.
1: Hmm. Okay, you're gonna have to sort through it for me here, because I didn't necessarily see that story. Was it who called who? The candidate called somebody at the.
4: Called the candidate Aaron Ammons called somebody uh, from the clerk's office and wanted to talk about um, you know should he win uh, what her vision for the office was uh, in the future and she had just written a letter to the editor I believe the day before in the paper in which she was uh, she came out in favor of um, I believe uh, his opponent in the election.
1: Oh, okay, I see what's going. Because there's been kind of a. I've heard, um, Carol Ammons, who of course is a state representative, and this is her husband, Aaron, right, who's running for the, uh, right. for the clerk's office. So there's been some overlap. I've heard them supporting each other or whatever, which is, you know, their husband well, I, and wife. I so.
4: you know, I would, I would hope. Yeah. But, I mean, when you, when you have a candidate, uh, calling, you know, we've already seen what happened, uh, I believe at Urbana Township when, um, a, uh, when a current, township person came in, um, dismissed a bunch of the employees up there, and that started a huge uh, kerfuffle. Hmm. Um, You know, we just can't have, uh, basically, Chicago-style politics uh, coming down to uh, Champaign County.
1: Hmm. Well, I wonder how he got the number, or she got the number. Maybe she got it somehow through...
4: well no, he got he called her. I see. He okay. called her. I Aaron see. Ammons called her. I see. And you know, you can search any any uh database in the world within a few seconds and find yeah. you know, even cell phone numbers that you think are are private, they're sure.
1: not. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go back and read um, so that story. I, I, I miss I, I missed that one. I missed yeah. that one completely, but uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Well, hey, thank you for Bye-bye. making me aware of it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll go back to, uh, what do you say, Tuesday? I'll have to go back and look at that. alright uh three five 356-9397. Nine, nine, I'm like the goalie in hockey. You know, I I try to stop all the pucks, but I missed that one. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Good
5: morning, Brian. Hey, how are you? Um, oh, not too bad. I just want to talk about the current political climate in this, this country, uh, you know, I, 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 realize that there's crazy people on both sides that do horrible things or t- attempt to do horrible things. But for the last two years, uh, we've, we've seen a, a lot coming from the left and, uh, you know, they, they, every time they put the blame on the president, but the president, you know, i tell you, right after he was elected, they had a a Shakespeare in the park, in in Central Park in New York, where they, they, uh, you know, imitated assassinating the president, okay? And then Mm -hmm. Kathy Griffin, with her little art project and Jim Carrey with his little art projects, and Robert De Niro saying he wants to punch the president in the face, and Madonna saying she dreams about blowing up the White House. And it's just, you know, the president may not speak perfectly. And, you know, he may say some things that are out of line sometimes, but as far as I know, he hadn't threatened to kill anybody, and he hadn't told his supporters to do that. Uh, his supporters chant at his rallies, chant to lock Hillary up. Well, that's not violence. That's, that's justice. That has to do with, with, you know, justice. It doesn't have to do with violence. And it just seems like the left it keeps doubling down every time something happens on, you know, uh, oh, they blame, blame the president, blame the president. And they take no, no responsibility for what they've done at all. I mean, the day before these pipe bombs were, were found, uh, the New York Times ran a, a fantasy story about assassinating the president, and I just think it's horrible that a newspaper would do something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, our uh, our political climate is not good, I don't, and when you throw in the importance of the next election, I mean, all this stuff's been brewing for, you know, from day one here, from two years ago. I mean, and it, it was there before, too. I'm not saying there's been no political heat oh, yeah. before then, but... I'm just saying in this, for this particular election cycle, this stuff's been building and building and building and building. And now you get, now you get in the last 10 10 days and it just starts, uh, I mean, getting nuts. So, I mean, it just goes crazy because people are so invested. A lot of people are invested in what's going to happen on that Tuesday. And,
5: uh, one thing I, I would like people to keep in mind is that. Uh, the, the president trump's only going to be president for maybe two more years m- maybe six uh, mm-hmm. but here's the thing the people that elected him are still going to be americans after that and so uh we're at some point going to have to learn to live together and and work together we
6: can't
5: uh, we can't keep starting conversations by calling each other names or you know uh, comparing each other to hitler or nazis or you know we can't do that we have to start talking to each other oh no, you're right
1: i agree with you thank you greg
5: thank you appreciate Brian.
1: your thoughts a quick break back with more phone calls news coming up as well here in a moment Yep, heading for the uh, midterm elections here coming up that has uh, dominated the conversation early here today carol varel joins me later this hour flashback friday uh, joe here before the news good morning joe yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
7: Uh, I just want to see if you can hear me. Well, anyway, I'm trying to find out what the name of the individual that's running for governor that's supposed to, that's going to legalize recreational use of marijuana.
1: Oh, which one of those? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Tim dipman's here with me from the newsroom. Do you? um you seen anything on that, or do you, you know? You know,
8: I'd have to check and, and see if J.B. Pritzker isn't for that. I know Bruce Rauner is not. Yeah, are there are a lot
1: of sites, I, though, where... I think
7: it's it Pritzker.
8: Yeah, I, I mean, Pritzker and Rauner are the two big ones, so if anyone's going to be in favor of it, it would be Pritzker. But please don't quote me on that. Uh, I, that's only my best guess without having his campaign materials in front of me.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But uh, I know that, and Tim, they're, they're like League of Women Voters usually. I know they always put out some
8: information. Are there other...
1: As you guys gather your information, What where, you, where do you...
8: Yeah, uh, we, we, we go to a lot of places. We go to the campaign websites to mm-hmm. see where the candidates stand on the various issues. Uh, as debates are held, I will go back and uh, either watch them in their entirety mm-hmm. or uh, see what the media reports are and kind of mm-hmm. uh, pick up some bullet points mm-hmm. from that. And um, there's a... Uh, a website that's similar to Wikipedia called Ballotpedia, which mm-hmm. is Wikipedia for all politics, and uh, that's a good uh, kind of mm-hmm. compilation spot to see who the major players are.
3: Well, I wish I wish I had some of this money that went to all of these
7: campaigning, and you'd probably be <laughs> set like a person for Powerball or Omega, wouldn't you?
1: man. Yeah, they're spending a lot of money, I'll tell you what.
7: All right,
9: thanks.
1: Thank you. Well, Pritzker and Roner both have a lot of money to spend. So that's uh, a big part of it. Uh, Real quick, and we'll get to Tim here in the news in a moment, a quick comparison, uh, the president's appearances, and he's going to be in Murfreesboro today, and Tim may touch on that uh, during the news. But uh, in Nevada last weekend, the president hit the campaign trail, a rally in Elko County, which drew 8,500. Former Vice President Joe Biden campaigned for Democratic Senate candidate Jackie Rosen in Las Vegas, had an audience of about 500. Former President Obama was also recently in Nevada. 2,000 attended his event at the UNLV's 18,000-seat arena, Or we played some basketball before. On Monday, the president held a rally in Houston. 100,000 people requested tickets, even though the Toyota Center there can accommodate just 18,000. They were camped out for that. And the headline on the article is, and this is at Real Clear Politics, is, is Trump transforming midterms with arena size rallies? So we'll see what kind of crowd he gets down in Murfreesboro today. 931, here's Tim Devin with the news. We've got more phone calls, emails, and texts. We've got Carol Varell, and then Flashback Friday, all straight ahead.
0: A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email Talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357.
1: Ron Penny for your thoughts on this Friday. Busy show today again, as usual, on a Friday, three five six nine three nine seven. If you've been involved in a collision repair, or in a collision, and you need repair, let's start over. Of course, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, I've told you about that. Just keep that in mind. We hope you do not need their services, and they hope that too, frankly. But if you do, and it can be a, a big crash, you know, uh, I had a one of my daughters on the day of her graduation backed out of a driveway that was kind of hidden and got hit. I mean, the things happen, right? Well, took it to Gallo Miller, and uh, they t- gave them the keys, and they took care of it. I backed out of the garage, I've told you about that, took off the mirror. You can run over mailboxes. You can have all kinds of things happen. And you put a dent in your car and you don't know what to do with it. Maybe it's a crash. Maybe it's just a dent. But whatever the case, Gallo-Miller Paint and Collision Repair can help you out. They are conveniently and centrally located in Champaign-Urbana, south side of I-74 between the Neal Street and Prospect exits. Visit gallo gallomiller.com gallo com, And, again, they put their name on the business, Dave Miller and Bill Gallo. And you put your name on it, that means... Your reputation's on the line, too. And they put it on the line every day because they want to do a great job for you. Get your car back to factory space uh, safety specifications. If you need a paint job, you can do that, too. Free estimates always offered. So, hey, it doesn't hurt to go there when you don't need them to say, hey, I'm thinking about painting my car, or what would, if I had this happen, what would the cost be? You can always get all of that information from Dave Miller and Bill Gallo. They're one of our sponsors here, Gallo-Miller Collision Repair. All right, uh, some texts came in here in the last few minutes. Uh, One texter says, uh, good Lord, man, oh, poor white people. We're talking about Megyn Kelly. Mike from Champagne says, I turned on Megyn Kelly's show. In the corner it said, previously recorded, so she must be out. That's the word we get is Megyn Kelly will no longer be on uh, NBC. Says, we have become a thin-skinned society. And then uh, Robert, in an email, says, The so-called caravan is another event that directs our attention to immigration issues. Here's the way I'd like to consider this event. Follow the decision process. Do you believe we should have laws governing immigration? If yes, do you believe they should be enforced? If yes, then let's have a real enforcement. If not or no, then why bother to have the laws? If you believe there should be no laws governing immigration or open borders, in other words, how, then how do we pay for what will be a never-ending influx of immigrants? How do we pay for the increased need for health care, education, housing, etc.? If you believe we should all be paying for this, then how much? 10% of our income? 20%? What amount? There aren't enough rich people to be taxed to cover the billions of dollars in costs, so I believe we will all have to pay more. Every action will have costs. These must be considered as we think about these and other issues. Nothing is free. So. That was a talk at WDWS.com. You can email us. You can always text us. That's the great thing about those two things. If we're talking on the phone about something and you want to change gears or you want to get your thoughts in, maybe you don't have time to call, maybe you can't call, but, hey, you can get those texts and emails in pretty quick. And we'll get them on. 941 here at DWS. Carol Farrell joins us in a little bit. Bobby, how are you today, sir?
10: I'm frustrated on the news, man. Uh-oh. I am really frustrated about the news. Yeah. For his politics, Donald Trump has got, definitely got to go. He got to go. But I tell you this, Brian. Speaking about the caravan that's coming up here.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: They are walking barefooted, no shoes, no clothes, and no, all oh, this man. They're hungry, no food, water,
0: and it's hot
10: as heck down there. Now, I'd like to say this. Now, if Donald Trump was a leader, if he was, if he was a human being, now, if Donald Trump was a godly man, you would think, what would Jesus do? Because these people do have souls, they do, they are human beings, they are people, they're babies, mothers, and they're running for their lives. If they're going through all through all their trouble, it seems like to me, America ought to stand for itself. Like the Bible says, feed the hungry, and, and, sh- and clothe the naked, mm-hmm. and shelter the poor. Yeah. Now, it seems to me, all this tax cut that the Republicans got all this money that America has. it seems to me that they can come to an easy conclusion that the people and found out what the source of the problem is and solve the problem and send the people back. Now he's going to send an army down there to do well, what, the army going to do? Hmm. I found out the army, tsunami down there, is against the law. What are you going to do? Get a bomb and blow them all up, the babies, the children, mothers, and fathers?
1: So you would say, uh, so Bobby, you would say go ahead and let them in, feed them, and then send them back? Is that what you would recommend?
10: That's exactly what I'm saying. Feed them, get them them some water, get them some food to eat, some clothes. It's going to cost some money, but America got money. God, look at that big tax cut, too, that the Republican guy. Oh. Okay. And now they want to claim Obamacare.
1: Now, that's a shame. All right, but, sir. Uh, hey, thank you for calling today. I appreciate it. Yeah,
10: thank you. You, you yeah. bet. Okay,
1: ha- Have a great day. 944, a break. Back in a moment here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah, I got to check. I, I don't think, as we get ready to play Maryland, I'm t- unless we've played in Baltimore, and I'm trying to think, if the Illinois football program is played in Baltimore, I have to go get the media guide and look. But I can't think of where we would be, else we'd ever played in the state of Maryland. Navy would be the other one, but we played Navy here in 1979, so we did not go there to Annapolis, Maryland. So anyway, if you have any memory of that, I'll, I'll take a peek at the media guide during the uh, time out here along the way. All right, 3569397 is our phone number. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line 3515357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Carol Verrell is going to join us here in a moment. Just looking to see. We got a phone call here, and let me get that in. Is this, uh, Helma? Yes. Hey, how are you?
11: Hi, Brian. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I just wanted to call in. This is time for the 2018 Big Give Thanksgiving Basket that we do every year. And Stone Creek Church, Urbana Myers, and University of Illinois Volunteer Program has been doing for 11 years. And uh, we're so excited because this year... We have three ways that you can register sure to get your Thanksgiving basket, which is a turkey and all the trimmings to have dinner at home with your family. And um, the first sign in in person is Monday, October 29th at Stone Creek Church from ten thirty to one thirty. And then uh, also we have where you can call in and register by phone at six hundred. Two three one one area code 217. And then you can also Google it. We're, we're going modern this
8: year.
11: <laughs> www.sccwired.com slash Urbana Big Give. So you got three ways you can register and we're looking forward to serving our community and Myers and Urbana has been so helpful for us, and all the community, they go into Myers, and they get a gift certificate for $10, and it helps us to support the Big Give every year.
1: Oh, wow. And we are wow.
11: so grateful to our community.
1: Yeah, I bet. So uh, when does that start again? Monday?
11: Monday, this Monday, okay. the 29th, and you can come to Stone Creek Church in person, because uh, uh, from uh, 10.30 to one thirty. But you also, if you can't make it in person, you can also, this year, call on the telephone or Google us uh, on the web and and sign up that way. Okay. just fill in the blanks and you're all registered.
1: All right. And give me the phone number again, Helma.
11: Sure, sure, sure. sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The phone number is Mm -hmm. 217-600-2311.
1: 2311. Okay, very good.
11: Okay. Well, good I luck with that, and, and, so thank,
1: and thank you for serving the community that way. That's awesome.
11: Oh, you are most welcome. It's our pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thanks
11: so
8: much. You bet. Bye-bye.
1: 950, Carol Varell is with us, our uh, retired news director who, who keeps working. And, uh, Carol Varell, uh, how are you doing?
12: I'm doing good. good, yes, working on a project that's a passion.
1: Yes, I know it is. You worked uh, for Crime Stoppers, mm-hmm. with crime still, still are, do. yeah, uh, with all the great work they do, and uh, you've had these cold cases you've been following and trying to help uh, solve, and uh, it's been good news on a couple of fronts well, along yeah. the
12: way. Yeah. yeah, we've solved, helps. well, uh, this, a story that we did on um, an earlier homicide, Gus Edwards' case, mm-hmm. um, that led um, people to come forward. And um, give the police the kind of information that they needed to uh, make a good case and make an arrest. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we hope for that in every single cold case that I do. Mm-hmm. And again, in this one, you know, we we hope and pray for that same type of thing right.
1: that Tr- triggers a memory, triggers a exactly. Something,
12: you know, you know, kicks the conscience into gear. You yeah. know, just um, maybe it's time to. That they're ready to come forward now and just need that extra little push. Mm -hmm. So this Sunday, yeah. What are
1: you going to be doing this
0: week? We're
12: going to be looking at the um, 2014 murder, fatal shooting of Damien Henderson. He was 27 at the time. He was um, found dead in a car that was still running about 8 a.m. in the shadow, um, the Shadowwood Mobile Home Park up on North Market Street, and that was in November of 2014. And so uh, detective, I talked to Detective Jim Bednars. that's his case, and then I talked to Damien's parents, Charlene and James um, Scott James. And um, also, um, he was a star athlete when he was at Central High School. Mm. And so I talked to um, the assistant coach, who was an assistant coach at the time, who was still at Central High School, um, LeConte Nix. And so he also talked about... Um, Damien Henderson's mm. skills as an athlete and, and how he was wanting to change his life. Mm. So I'll leave it at that. Mm. So uh, I can steer you to the stories. I will be in the um, News Gazette on Sunday, also on our website, news-gazette.com, also at wdws.com. Those, you'll, you'll find a podcast where I've talked to um, all these people that I mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, you hear all kinds of things that um, we didn't have space to put in the story.
1: And this will be up and running on Sunday morning? Sunday morning.
12: Yeah. Yep, 6 yeah. in the morning.
1: Yeah. I know law enforcement's been a huge help to you on this. Oh, yes. Because in, in they want to solve it like, oh, any, yeah. like everybody else, right?
12: And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them get more word out on these cases that, you know, they don't really have an opportunity to give a lot of this information to the public. And so this is a, a good platform for that. Yeah
1: we well, are doing great work, Carol. Thank you. Thank you. Big weekend plans?
12: Um, a quiet weekend, I a hope. A quiet weekend? Yes, okay. as opposed to the previous <laughs> ones. <laughs> well, you can come to Maryland, though. I suppose, if yeah. you want to come to Maryland. Yeah, get a W up there. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're going to try. Oh, yeah. All right, beat the, beat the Terps.
12: You got it. All right, it. thank you, Carol. You betcha.
1: Appreciate it. Back with more Penny for your thoughts. We've got Flashback Friday coming up. <laughs> yeah, I may have said the president's in Murfreesboro. He's in Murfreesboro tomorrow, I believe. In Charlotte today, Murfreesboro tomorrow, so I may have misspoke on that. 9.56 here at uh, DWS. Hey, uh, if you'd like to get a good night's sleep, how about the best sleep ever? Well, the folks at uh, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop, right there adjacent to This Is It Furniture, our man Mike Namoff. He's got a big event planned, by the way. He's planning. He's got several, but he's got one here locally. We'll tell you about that when we get closer to it. Involved in a lot of great work, but if you go into a Snooze Luxury mattress shop, first thing they'll do is you'll say, I'm looking for a mattress. Well, they say, come over here to the Reveal Machine, 1,664 built-in sensors to yield an on-screen pressure point analysis that helps you visualize sleep comfort needs. Are you a side sleeper? Sleep on your stomach? Uh, Do you like a firm mattress, a soft mattress? Mattress change is a wonderful thing, but even a new pillow can make a big difference in sleep quality. They have pillows for side sleepers, back sleepers, stomach sleepers. Entire wall of pillows. Your jaw will drop when you see the wall of pillows. It's like the Great Wall of China with the Great Wall of Pillows. You'll be blown away. They also have high-quality luxury bedding. Tencel, an amazing brand of bedding that wicks moisture away from the skin, keeps sleepers comfortable. Uh, let's see what else here. Bamboo bedding, French linen made from flax grown in France. I mean, we're talking high-end stuff here, high-quality materials. So uh, check it out. There's a store uh, There's a store not like it anywhere around here locally or, I think, in this area. So you can check it out, the uh, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Mike Namoff and his team want to give you the best sleep ever. And, uh, boy, we can all use more sleep, can't we? Especially in these dramatic political times. We need our sleep. 9.58 here at DWS. Coming up next week, by the way, Monday morning quarterbacking on Monday. We'll be back from Maryland. Get ready for the basketball season to kick in as well. Uh, Bob Steigman, confirmed him for Tuesday. Dan Walsh, who's retiring on Wednesday. Julia Reitz on Thursday. Illini Friday. We'll have Election Day coverage for you on Election Day and the day after Election Day coverage with some experts in to analyze uh, what happened on Election Day. So that's uh, next week. Coming up here in the next hour, it's the last hour of the last Friday of the month, and yes, we've reached that point again. It is uh, Flashback Friday, and on uh, today's version here at 10 o'clock, in the 10 o'clock hour, I've already had a couple sneak in. They've heard me maybe mention somewhere that I was hinting about this. But our topic today is your favorite candy. Favorite candy. We're coming up on Halloween, of course, giving out all the candy to the kiddos when they come to the door. But uh, is there candy when you were growing up that when you went trick-or-treating or candy that you just you had to have? I mean, it was uh, a luxury to have it or you really, really wanted. I mean, I loved, for instance, maple nut goodies. I mean, I loved them. My dad loved them. He got me hooked on them. That's one. But if you have a favorite candy, brand name, old, old candy, Candy bars, gum, you name it, let's have it. You can text us those. You can email us those. Talk at WDWS. You can call them in. We'll start it after the news at 10 o'clock. Candy, flashback Friday today on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. All right, we're back. Benny, for your thoughts. And we have reached that time of the month here. at the end of the month, last hour, the last Friday of the month, is our Flashback Friday. He's been doing this since January. And we have had a lot of fun, if you haven't been with us before on these. And so we'll do it this entire hour. Our topic today happens to be candy. Favorite candy growing up. Favorite candy you wish was still around. Of course, if it's your favorite candy when you're a kid, it probably sticks with you uh, throughout adulthood we've already got some text in on that. We have a couple of uh, sample candy items here from uh, Allie Ooh. Adams, right, giving us a taste of what she enjoyed as a youngster, or still does, as candy. And Tim Dippman from our newsroom is here. So, Allie, ladies first. Your favorite candy.
13: So I'm not, okay, full disclosure, I'm not a huge chocolate person. Mm-hmm. But my favorite candy is, I would have to say dots I know they get stuck in your teeth like for days, but it is so worth it. I absolutely love dots.
1: And they're just little.
13: Yep, the little little, kind of, I guess, I guess chewy chewy. you could say. (laughs) Yeah, and it's everything from what? Cherry, lime, Mm -hmm. orange, oh, those are my, those are, those are my favorite. I also do love jelly bellies. Yeah, those are good too. I can can
1: eat a bag of those pretty quick. Especially the popcorn ones.
13: Yeah. Or if like (laughs) you're supposed to take two, like to create like a cocktail of jelly beans so good so good
1: <laughs> did you have a favorite one growing up or was that your favorite that was
13: my favorite and yeah. especially the jelly bellies cuz like you said the popcorn i would like pick out the pick out the ones that i liked and i mm-hmm. you know like the different ones that i wasn't as fond of like the orange or the peach or whatever mm-hmm. it would be like all the pop ones like the cream soda the root beer and and, yeah, and the popcorn, those would all be gone.
1: Allie is on our sister station. I think you're on right now, right? Yeah, with Light yeah,
13: Rock 97.5. Ran across the hall, no big yeah, deal. Yeah. Hop on with you, so thanks for having well, me. Well,
1: good. Well, good to have you on. Thank <laughs> you. And Tim Dippman, you've heard him doing the news. He's going to tell us his favorite candy now.
8: Reese's peanut butter cups, really? hands down. Yeah. Been a fan since I was a kid, and I still eat them today. I probably shouldn't eat them as much as I should, but... Uh, <laughs> Are they? We have them downstairs in the do, machine. Do they do really? I don't know, do we? Maybe we shouldn't I, tell I you try that not to I try not <laughs> to hit the snack machine that heavy, yeah.
13: yeah same thing here
8: no that uh. I've just always will I'll eat any candy quite frankly, but mm-hmm. uh I've just always been a fan fan of those, yeah, well,
13: are you someone that could tell a difference, like you have to have like the original like larger ones, like the little mini ones just aren't the same as like the big two pack ones.
8: You know, um, that's a great question. Are you, you know, a connoisseur of <laughs> the 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 big ones? Are a little more filling, obviously. Yes. But um, I mean, whether they're big or, or small, or in the bar form, or, or Reese's pieces, I mean, they all taste yep. the same to me. Oh, well, that's Reese's the number pieces. one,
1: I think. Re- selling candy is the Reese's peanut butter. I believe yep, not so. surprising at yeah. all. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank Happy you. to be appreciate here. it. All right, Tim Ditman and uh, Allie Adams. All right, your favorite candy all time. We're just having some fun this hour. We try to do it once a month and just say, you know what? There's a lot going on in the world. We talk about it just about every day. We're going to have a little fun here. All right, uh, email says it would have to be Hershey's Milk chocolate bars. Being a child during World War II, during rationing, chocolate bars were not plentiful, so I really love the occasion when it was available. Another uh, texture says mounds. No doubt about it, Mounds candy bars. And my favorite Halloween candy, a texter says on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, not candy corn. (laughs) All right, I also have a map here that outlines some of the favorite candies from different states. We can go by decade. I've got some of those. Uh, Had a text come in about uh, candy from the 70s. Um, I would say my biggest weaknesses are Milk Duds and Maple Nut Goodies. And there are certain brands of Maple Nut Goodies that are better than others. But I think the Brock's uh, Maple Nut Goodies are the ones I like. So, anyway, that's what we're doing today. You can text them in. You can email them in. Uh, We'll have a news update for you at the bottom of the hour and CBS News at the top. But just going to do our flashback Friday here today and hear from a lot of you out and about how much you enjoy this and so here's your chance jump in candy's an easy one because halloween's coming up so let's hear from you let's go to the phones to uh, cindy talking about candy hey
14: hi I gotta, yeah, I gotta clarify because you said your favorite and yeah. of course you know everybody's favorite is fannie mae but nobody hands that out at halloween well,
1: <laughs> so well that's true do you want
14: your favorite or what you get at halloween well, oh what
1: you can get at halloween Oh wow that? how
14: about uh, uh what do you call it three musketeers
1: three musketeers so yeah. when, so when you went out did Probably you go out in you, a
14: large size
1: <laughs> did you go out trick or treating when you were little?
14: Oh, yeah, oh. and I still take one of my sons oh yeah,
1: so what that's what <laughs> yeah. you wanted was the three musketeers, right
14: three
11: musketeers, yeah. yes, large the, size, please,
1: yeah, the little sizes are okay, I mean those are fun, but yeah, if you get a big a one piece. that's that big one means something
11: that
14: yeah, I agree. Okay. Very good. Thank (laughs) you. you All right. Uh Thank you,
1: Cindy. uh, 356-9397. If you were into gum, here's one for you right here. Listen for this.
9: No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red.
10: So kiss a little longer, laugh a little longer, stay close a little longer.
1: See, my grandmother got me on that because she loved big red gum. She always had it. Uh, you had the juicy fruit. The spearmint was okay. The double mint was okay, but big red. I mean, there you go. I mean, you give me a package of gum, you better be better be big red. So we're talking about favorite candies or were candy growing up. We had a mention of World War II when it was uh, rationed. Uh, some during World War II, chocolate candy bar. Three five six nine three nine seven. Most popular, and I don't know where exactly this came from, but the most popular Halloween candy in every state, Illinois, was Kit Kat. Missouri was Milky Way. California was Skittles. Reese's in a couple of states, Texas and Oregon. And Double Bubblegum in Montana voted the favorite up there. All right, back to the phones to Art. Good morning, Art. Hey,
6: good morning, Brian. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
6: Well, yeah, how about old crows? What is it? Old crow.
1: How do you spell it?
6: O l d c r o w.
1: Oh, just like that. Licorice. Licorice. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you that that's what you, you still like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get it anywhere?
6: Uh very rarely.
1: Yeah. You well, You
6: get it in the uh, movie theater when it's the, kids.
1: In the movie theaters. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Well, good and I-
6: plenty also.
1: Say that again.
6: Good and plenty.
1: Oh, good and plenty. You like those? Yeah. 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 See, I never, I never, I never cared for those, but but you like those, yeah. right? well, you know.
6: Yeah, licorice, licorice, go for it.
1: Yeah. Do you like the black licorice or red?
6: Oh no, the, the red is not licorice. Oh, is that? <laughs> okay. It's raspberry.
1: Okay. Only black is licorice. Only black. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's well, good to know. Thank you, Art. Yeah, if, if I go to a theater, I usually get milk duds. I could I could clean out three boxes of milk duds in about 20 minutes. It's Probably not great for my teeth. But I love milk duds. Um, Alabama's favorite uh, candy was candy corn. Ohio's was uh, m M&M. and Let's see the Big Ten states here, some of them. Skittles in Pennsylvania. Uh the uh Suckers, the uh lollipops up in uh, Minnesota. Let's see, Minnesota, or Tootsie Pops, that's what I'm looking for. Michigan Butterfinger. All right. Uh three five six nine three nine seven, ten twenty. Favorite candy today here on Flashback Friday. Let's go back to the phones to Bob. Hey Bob, good morning.
7: Good morning. Well, not today, but years and years ago,
0: they had the
7: Three Musketeers, and it was like a little, uh, like a triangle, and it it actually had three divided pieces in it. It was whole, but it had a little line across, and that's why they called it Three Musketeers.
1: Oh, okay.
7: Yeah, it's not like a whole Milky Way today. It's actually called Three Musketeers.
1: Okay, all right.
7: And... I know, I know you're doing candy, but can I mention my worst costume when I was a kid?
1: Your worst costume? Sure.
7: Okay, my worst costume. I was short. I was ch- really chunky and, and heavy. And my family and my mother thought it was so cute. They put me in a bluebird suit with a yellow bill that I would look more like big birds. I mean, I never forget that. I still uh remember today, you know. Why this mom ever put me in there?
1: <laughs> and how old and, were how old were you when this happened?
7: I probably maybe four or five.
1: Oh. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you didn't so you didn't like that costume?
7: No, because I look like today just a a bluebird. I think more like a like, like big bird.
1: <laughs> all right. Hey. I,
7: I, I, I felt like the kid in that movie that had to put the ant bunny rabbit suit on. You know that one. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> okay, Appreciate fine. it. Uh, 7-Up Candy Bar was like all these fillings one after the other, seven of them. You bust off the one you don't like, and you give it to a pal. Seven Up candy bar. Eric gave us that one. Three five six nine three nine seven ten twenty two. Let me take a quick break. Back with more. Keep them coming here on our favorite candy flashback Friday. We're back with more calls here in a moment. <laughs>
10: Chewy, chewy caramel, $100,000 bar,
5: extra rich in caramel, <sighs> Nestle's $100,000 bar. Chewy, chewy caramel, and lots of toasted crunchies, double-ducked in Nestle's rich milk chocolate. If you love chewy caramel, this is your
10: caramel bar, <sighs> Nestle's $100,000 bar.
1: There's a candy bar for you. I got several texts in. Chuckles. I love Chuckles. All the different uh, flavors there. Uh, one says sixlets. Sixlets are my favorites. Uh, there were chicklets as well. Buttons. Just going back through here. Um, Rocky road. Look. Zagnut. Sky bar. I love zero bars. Zero bars are awesome. Um, Whoppers. Junior mints. Goobers. There's some uh, hot about hot tamales. Uh no thank you. Uh let's go to uh, Matthew. Hi Matthew, how are you?
4: Hi, good morning.
1: Good morning.
8: Uh
4: that big red commercial brought us to my face, man. That was that took me back.
1: <laughs> it does, doesn't uh, it?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Makes me feel very melancholic. But anyway, um I I got two of them. I don't know if you remember my favorite gum was Gatorade. Remember Gatorade gum?
1: Gatorade gum. Yes, I do remember that.
4: Yeah, I love that stuff. And then uh, I remember as a kid, my favorite candy bar or what have you was uh, Biddle Honey. Remember the Biddle Honey bar? Biddle
1: Honey. Yeah, I didn't care for those, but you you liked them, huh?
4: Yeah, I can remember sitting there and Mom would have one or something on a Friday night while watching the Dukes of Hazzard and Knight Rider.
1: Knight <laughs> Rider. Them days? Oh, yeah. Ah, uh,
15: them were good old days.
1: Yeah, uh, he was always talking to David Hasselhoff.
15: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Thank
1: you. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate the phone call. We're talking favorite candies today. Texter says, my favorite candy has always been a Hershey's bar with almonds. Yeah, I love the almonds. Back in the day when I was a kid and candy wasn't an everyday occurrence, every so often my mom would bring one home with her after work. I was so excited. And I remember that on the front porch, I'm sorry, on the front of them, it said five cents, five cents, which means I'm really old. What well, about your age, Brian? <laughs> Have a great day. Yes, thank you. Uh, let's go to Orville here at ten twenty-eight. Hi, Orville.
15: Here's one that'll take you way back. Yeah. You remember bacon slices?
1: Bacon slices.
15: Yeah, it was coconut. Had like uh, brown and yellow and pink coconut flavoring.
1: I don't know if I remember that.
15: Well, see, you got to be as old as I am to remember that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. So what? I mean, it was it. I mean, so it tasted like bacon or coconut or both. No, no, or, no. It no? Just
15: tasted like co- a sweet coconut. Yeah. No, I don't know why they call it bacon spice. <laughs> okay. But my wife and I both remember that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, that that goes back a little ways.
15: Mm, yeah. Something.
1: Yeah. Well. Any others you remember?
15: Oh uh, no, the, the maple things you was talking about. I always mm-hmm. the brocks. Yep. I used to snag him all the time too, huh?
1: oh man, i love I can clean those out real fast.
15: okay, well, so. have a good one. Hey, thank you, Orville. Okay, bye.
1: appreciate it, yeah, those uh, maple nut goodies. My dad used to ration them, you know he'd like he'd have the bag, and if he'd give you one, and then you had to ask for another one, and then because he was dad, he could eat the rest of them. I'm like so when I got old enough to have my own maple nut goodies, I could eat as many as I want within moderation now uh
16: alan good morning morning brian uh one of the favorite candies i always liked uh was uh pecan logs pecan logs you know what I'm talking about? yeah i've well, heard of those not 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 pecan lo- i mean these little flat uh flat pieces of candy that was about an inch and a half long and a half inch wide and they had stripes on them hmm. uh not your typical pecan log but they were called logs anyway it kind of tasted like uh, caramel or something like that. Hmm. Really? <clears throat> yeah,
1: oh, I I'm, I'm, darn it. I'm trying to remember if I've seen those or not, but I probably
16: did. just yeah, don't remember. I think they still got them. But uh, I know they're called logs, but it's not a pecan log like you, okay. you're thinking of. Okay. Uh, it's a little flat piece of candy about oh, about the size of a little Hershey Hershey bar only a little, a little bit bigger. But, uh, hey, I had real good taste to it. Yeah. Do they even make uh, zero bars anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, that's okay. I see them
1: on it. You have to look for them a little bit, but they're out there.
16: Yeah, that's what I thought. I, uh, uh, I haven't had
1: one of those in a long time. Oh, man. I I could eat three or four of those quick, too. So, uh, Maybe one.
16: <laughs> I don't think I could go three or oh, four. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I could. I shouldn't, and I don't. But I, it's like, yeah. uh, it's like the orange cupcakes. I mean, I, I really have to ration myself on those.
16: Yeah, sometimes the dark chocolate uh, will react on me if I eat a lot of it, so I have to leave it, leave it alone a little yeah, bit.
1: Well, you don't want that.
16: Hey, thank you, Alan. Yep.
1: Appreciate it. Uh, hey, Adam, let's play the one next one here as we get ready for the news because I know Tim Dittman was a big fan of this.
10: Mmm, chocolate.
11: mmm, peanut butter. Hey, you got your chocolate, in my peanut butter. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. What? what? Delicious.
6: Two great tastes that taste great together. Reese's peanut butter cups, real milk chocolate, delicious peanut butter. Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's crunchy peanut butter cups, topped with chopped peanuts.
1: Now see, Tim, that's how they sold it to us in the old days. That's, know, that's that's, that's great. I love yeah. hearing nostalgic
8: yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Now yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, we'll let you do the news first, then you can go get some. Here's uh, Tim Dittman with the news at the bottom of the hour.
11: Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop?
10: A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three, three.
6: If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know.
1: Yeah, that's an old one, huh? The Tootsie Pop. Talking candy today. Favorite candy, whether it was growing up for Halloween, since we're approaching Halloween, candy you still love today. Got all kinds of calls on this. And uh, mentioned some of my favorites, the Milk Duds, the uh, Maple Nut Goodies. Uh, one texture said what the one guy called Bacon Slices we call Neapolitans. So that was a different name for it. Cattails and Chuckles. There's another one. Uh, Back to the phones here to Carol. Good morning, Carol.
14: Good morning, Brian. How are you? Fine. I'm going to take you back a little over 70 years. I never called in on Nostalgia Day, but there's one thing I'm an expert on, and and that's candy. (laughs) Okay. And we, being raised on a farm on Saturday was a big day. We went to town, and Mom would take, and a lot of your people won't even know what I'm talking about, she would take her bucket containing the cream where the cows were milked, and she would sell that. And then she would take a carton of eggs, and then she would come home with an empty carton. And while she was doing that, you know, when you were six, you could go anywhere in my day. I would go to the store next door, and I would get candy for my brother. He liked those red fire-hot cinnamon balls. And, of course, they were not wrapped. They were in a clear jar with little steel scoop that you scooped them out and I'd put them in the little white bag and turn it down and go to pay and of course they'd believe how many I had you know that was a long time ago (laughs) and then a really big day I had sisters eight and ten years older so when they had a date they were like never ever ready so when they went to the movies in Danville he would bring me a Mars bar with the two almonds on top and I thought that I was big time
1: oh wow
14: And I lived a mile off 49, which some people will know where that is. Mm -hmm. So there was a gas station on 49, and he would the same boyfriend would take me to the gas station and get me a Raspberry Ripple ice cream cone. And to this day, I think there's no ice cream like Borden's and nothing like Raspberry Ripple. And secondly, the lady who was married to the gas station owner had had TB. And I will never forget my mom telling me, that a lot of people would not go there and buy the hand-packed ice cream because of his wife having had the TB. So that's things I can remember until oh, wow. I can't remember anymore, but <laughs> well, I can remember that.
1: Well, good. You've emptied your memory bank there. but uh, I have. <laughs> but I tell you what, I was reading about, I guess, uh, they didn't start wrapping candy till earlier in the last century, uh, and there was fear of polio is why they started wrapping the candy individually.
14: Well, I totally understand that. We had a neighbor boy in 55 who got polio, and we didn't buy pop at Mm. home, ever. But when we went to the fair in Danville, my dad did not want us to drink the water, so he would take this same cream can, and he would put ice in it, and we would have pop. So that was a big day.
1: Hmm. Well, thank you, Carol. Those are great memories. I appreciate you sharing those.
14: Thank you, Brian. Hey,
1: thank you. Appreciate you calling today. It's that Orville must be in my generation, one of the candles Candies, I'm sorry, Candies. They sold at East Unity Junior High in the 1950s at noontime, was the candy Orville was talking about. All right, here's a here's a sports-related commercial, M&M's. We all love M&M's, right? Here you go. Here's what that sounded like. How about this?
10: Your batting average is totally awesome. What's your secret? M&M's. I hit singles when I ate the brown ones, doubles with yellows, orange, triples, and with the green ones, i take the ball. That's Magnificent. Kevin, you're up. Quick, give me a green one. Only one homer left. That's for me. Here's a triple. M&M's, chocolate candies. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hands.
1: I think the kid was trying to be Howard Cosell there, I think. Uh, Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve, how are you? Uh, Okay. Uh,
15: My favorite, I guess, would have been a Heath Bar. Yep. And uh, Frozen Zero
1: frozen zero
15: yeah you, you remember the zero you yeah, put, oh it yeah. In the, put it in the ice box for about a, an hour or so and it'd be harder as rock and yeah, it seemed to be better that way than it was the other <laughs>
1: just be careful with your teeth i guess
7: well back then i had pretty good teeth i guess oh well, i guess but so heat bar was pretty good i think it was made in Lawrenceville or someplace yeah. down in southern Illinois,
1: Robinson, Illinois, actually.
7: Robinson, there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've driven by the old factory there. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, I, that. But, that but I love Heath bars too. I love it in my ice cream too. Yeah. And one thing they said about Fannie Mae, yeah, the, the turtles are tough to beat. Oh man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's, thank those you. are great. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> a break. Back with more. Here we'll uh, do that. Let's take a break, Adam, shall we? And then we'll do that. Back uh, with more. Penny for your thoughts, Candy. Flashback Friday in the middle of a lot of news today. More coming up from CBS at the top of the hour, but back after this.
6: Now there's more for your money from Mars. Mars gives you more milk, more glucose, more creamy caramel, and more thick, thick milk chocolate. You get more of all the good things in a Mars bar because Mars is now 10% bigger and still only 40 cents recommended retail price. Mm
1: for your money from you less than 40 cents, huh? That's pretty good. All right, 356-9397. Uh, nine, nine, uh, if you're looking to purchase a house, if you need to get pre-approved for looking at a certain size of house, maybe you've upsized, maybe you're downsizing, uh Stephen Pam Starwalt, they've worked with Damian Spencer, Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal in Champaign. Today is Friday. We'll see how the weekend goes. If you're out and about looking at homes and maybe you don't know, gee, I wonder what I am pre-approved for. How big of a house can I get or what? what is my limit? Well, you can find that out today. Damian, it's Fisher National Bank in uh, Champaign, 1710 South Neal. Can certainly help with that. He's been in this uh, mortgage blending business for over 20 years and he's worked closely with Stephen Pam Starwalt at Keller Williams for ten. Whether you're transitioning from one home to another, downsizing, maybe your family's grown or you need a bigger home, Stephen Pam with the help of Damien at Fisher National Bank can help with the transition from one mortgage to another. Two three nine seventy one fifty six is the number. Stephen Pam will get you lined up with Damien Spencer again. They've worked together for many, many years, and they will help you every step of the way. And uh, part of that process of helping you is lining you up with the right guy. And Damian Spencer is that man at Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal. The suspect, uh, they apparently have a suspect in arrest, uh, in custody, uh, believed to be a man in his 50s, according to some of the news channels here this morning, in regards to these uh, mail bombs, pipe bombs. So we'll see. The president's going to speak here shortly, and apparently he's going to maybe address that. So you'll hear a lot of that coming up with Rush in just a little bit. 1049, we're talking candy here. We're on Flashback Friday, as we do on the last hour, the last Friday of the month, a texter says, "Do you remember Goldblatt's or Country Fair and Champagne selling candy in jars like your caller described?" Uh, yes, I remember seeing that. Uh, Jim Lewis at our staff says his favorite is candy uh, is Airheads, his favorite candy. Ed Bond's favorite is Hershey's. I think I knew that. So those are some of the favorite candies. Uh, there's also uh, Twix, Life Savers, Saltwater Taffy. How about that? Sour Patch Kids, Starburst, Jolly Ranchers, and another Saltwater Taffy. So there's some of the favorites that are out there. Let's go back to the phones to Carl at 1050. Good morning, Carl.
6: Hey, good morning to you, Ryan. Hey. Good to hear your voice.
1: Thank you. Good to hear yours.
6: Well, I have two stories. One, Butterfingers, and it goes back way, way, way back. My mother worked where they made those, and needless to say, our house was a focal point of the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Butterfingers, yeah. What do you like about that? What the flavoring? Oh, well, the crunch! Yeah, the crunch.
6: Real crunchy. Yeah. So we—that uh, goes back seventy plus years.
1: So what did she do at the what? What, what did she do at the factory? I guess. Well,
6: she was a packer. She mm-hmm. packed them in boxes. Oh, wow. So that that was goes goes way back. So we we had ourselves sick of. <laughs> Butterfingers. fingers. <laughs> yeah. And the second one was buns. It's a little circular bun with caramel and peanuts and chocolate. Hmm. I used to pick those up on the road while I was traveling. And then I represent. I went to work for a candy company here in town, a broker firm in town. I represented them, and I ate enough of those things that I couldn't look at enough <laughs> one. <laughs>
11: yeah.
1: So those, uh, you ate, ate too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know how that goes. I I, I I All these things, my favorites, I could, if I didn't have any self-control, I'd polish off, you know, two or three boxes in a hurry. But
6: Welcome uh, to the club.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. Yep. Hey, thank you, Carl.
6: You're welcome. Good. Thanks, Brian. Took, You're nice welcome. Nice talking
1: to you. Yep, nice talking to you. 1052 here at DWS. Back with some final ones here, but before we go to the break, Tell you what, let's play this and then go to the regular break, all right? Here is another one for you.
10: One, two, one, two, three, four, give me a break, give me a break.
1: Flashback Friday. We'll do it again in November. Be after Thanksgiving, right? The end of November. Busy month coming up. And we've been doing uh, candies today, a couple of leftover items from it. And we do this on the last hour, the last Friday of the month. Do it once a month. Just have a little fun and just kind of uh, step back from all the uh, activities of the day and just kind of reminisce a little bit. The maple nut goodies that I've referred to was my favorite candy. We called them peach seeds when I was a kid and where I came from. That's from Ray. So we appreciate that email, Ray. Thank you. 1057 here at DWS. Doing a little reading on candy, what they do in the really old days way back. Before sugar was readily available, candy was based on honey. Honey was used in ancient China, Middle East, Egypt, Greece, and the Roman Empire to coat fruits and flowers to preserve them and to create forms of candy. Candy still served in this form today, although now it's more typically seen as a type of garnish. Before the industrial revolution, candy was often considered a form of medicine, either to use to calm the digestive system or cool a sore throat. The Middle English word candy began to be used in the late 13th century. Technological advances, the candy press, corn syrup, All kinds of uh, additives there. Sugar candies include hard candies, soft candies, caramels, marshmallows, taffy, and so forth. All right, 10.58. i got about a minute to go here. Uh, Paul, how are you? Do I hear you? Hello.
9: Things I really loved was the uh, walnuts and chocolates. And we used to get those at the uh, theater. We'd go every Saturday and watch a double-feature Western and get a... <laughs> Box of walnuts or chocolettos.
1: So were those walnuts?
9: No, well, they had nuts in them, but they were just little squares, individually wrapped pieces of candy, and uh, came about I don't know, three or four inches long. And get a bunch of them in there, and take you a yeah. little longer to unwrap them and eat them. I guess
1: <laughs> made it worth made it worth the trouble, worth made the it, while,
9: made it last longer. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But uh, that would have been in the 40s, maybe early 50s. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate you letting me know about that.
9: Thank you. I hadn't heard those on here. So.
1: <laughs> well, you got them in before the uh, under, just under the wire. So just thank under you. the
9: wire. Thank you. Thank Brian. you.
1: F- appreciate it. Good to hear from Paul. There. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today. On this, we'll do it again next month. Coming up Monday, Monday morning quarterback. Got some big heavy hitters coming up next week. Bob Steigman on Tuesday. Dan Walsh on Wednesday. He's retiring. Julia Reitz on Thursday. And we'll have a line eye Friday. Next Friday, getting ready for football and basketball. Election Day coverage on Election Day. And then the day after the Election Day coverage. We'll have uh, experts in, Brian Gaines and Jim Dye. So we'll we'll have it all covered for you. Big news from CBS coming up here at the top of the hour in about 10 seconds. I'll talk to you tomorrow from Maryland. Have a great weekend. Stay dry, stay warm on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Thanks for being with us, everybody.